Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But given the weekend that's in it, and this won't involve swimming, obviously, as Kevin pointed out, uh, we thought we'd look at cocktails for a moment, specifically ones that won't give you a hangover. We're joined by Paul Lambert from Shaker and Vine Bar in Swords. Afternoon, Paul. Hey, Sean. How are you? Uh, is there a trend towards more lower alcohol cocktails or even yeah. no alcohol cocktails? Yeah, both. Low and no has kind of become a category of its own, even kind of pre-pandemic. Right. OK. And when you say low alcohol, how low yeah, what are you be talking you'd about? You'd be talking about kind of 15 to 20%. So you kind of, the bases used in them would be kind of vermouths or sherries or ports and then lengthened with something fizzy and refreshing. Right, so like 15 to 20 is like from a wine to exactly. maybe a sherry exactly. or a port yeah, yeah, or something yeah, exactly. like that. Yeah, that sort uh, of strength. Yeah, so okay, so that, whereas your normal cocktail, I assume it'd be in the 40s or 50s. But your spirit kind of bases would be about 40%. Now, obviously, to get diluted between shaking and stirring and that. So your your average cocktail probably comes down to about 25% alcohol. Mm. So these ones then would obviously lower down again. So you're talking probably under 10%. Yeah, does so, that does that alter the taste of the cocktails or do you have to make specific cocktails, you, you know? You kind of, you have to tweak it a little bit so that it's not, for want of a better word, too watery. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But <laughs> you put enough other flavours in there and make it just refreshing. Like the idea with a spritz, the icon of the spritz world is probably the Aperol spritz, mm. you know. But just to, a, a spritz should be kind of light and refreshing and easy to drink. Yeah. So after that, it's kind of the world's your oyster, really. It's just whatever you want to put into it. Right. Okay. Now, so yeah, and um, Paul has brought in some uh, examples for us. Uh, the first one you've brought in there is a, a raspberry cooler. Uh, describe what yes, that is. That's the, um, I've based that on a product that I've come up with myself, Mr. L's Bottle Cocktails, which will be going into the supermarkets and for bars and that as well. But it's a 1930s Cosmos, the cocktail. So it's gin, triple sec, lemon and raspberry syrup mm-hmm. so you can shake that up and serve it straight up on your own but what we're doing with it today is we're going to pour it over ice and then we're going to top it with some Sprite and make it very very easy yeah and but given all the uh, all the ingredients you just gave us there I, I would have thought a traditional Cosmo would be a bit stronger than 15% you, no well we have it down at 15 15, 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Um. so well, if you think about it you're Triple sec is, if you use a good one, it's going to be 40%. Your gin's going to be 40%. But your lemon and your raspberry will be non-alcoholic, obviously. And then you're going to shake it and dilute it down. So it's going to come down to about the 15, 20% mark anyway. Right, okay. So 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 you're not, your cocktails aren't 40% alcohol. Yeah, oh, they even never were. Go, I even if you assume some, they are. Yeah, even if you go for something like a martini or a Manhattan, they're, you're making them with 40% alcohol. But you're stirring them over ice then and diluting it down. So they're going to come down, but they won't come down as much. Yeah. But they'll come down to the early 30s, maybe. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's interesting. Right. This. Okay. That's, and and the, the glass you put that in because that looks like a wine glass to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so spritz, like I said, the the yeah. apple spritz being the most yeah. famous one. It, they're they're long drinks, so you serve them in a tall glass or a nice big bowl type glass, like a wine glass works perfectly for it. Yeah. And uh, then, does yeah. it vary though the kind of cocktail? The kind of cocktail. What kind of glass you put it in? If you're getting into, yeah, it, it does. It's it's a visual thing as well. But it's mm. then some of the, like I said, the likes of the martinis in Manhattans, there's no point putting a martini in a wine glass because it's going to be about that much liquid. Yeah. But it's all booze. <laughs> Do you yes. know what I mean? So, but it doesn't look great or, or, or like you need a, a smaller seven ounce glass that it, that'll fill. Yeah. And then all other ones like the likes of an old fashioned or a Negroni or whiskey sour stuff can be served in a short whiskey style glass. Yeah. Over ice. And uh, but the spritz because it's such a long elegant drink something like a wine glass is perfect for it or a tall highball glass. Yeah. 
is it still is there still a gender divide in all of this that uh, um, men will go I'm not going to drink out of that kind of glass not as much. Not as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this a long time. Back in the day, yeah, if you put a martini glass up in front of a guy, you'd be like, no, <laughs> put it in something else. <laughs> but nowadays, no. The, the, the whole cocktail world has come on so much and people are more aware of cocktails now that they understand a martini or even something like a Cosmo, it comes in a martini glass. Yeah, but that doesn't yeah. mean you can't enjoy them. Yeah. Do you know what yeah I mean? Well, absolutely. No. And, you know, get over yourself. Exactly. You you exactly. Know, grow up if you can't. Now, uh, the next one you brought in is a limoncello spritz. Yes. So this one here. So, again, you're taking a low alcohol base, which is limoncello in this case. And you're adding a bit of fizz. So you've got Prosecco in there, then a little bit of fresh lemon juice. And then you're just topping it up with a little bit of Sprite. Just give a little more effervescence to it. Like I said, spritz should be kind of fizzy and lively. Okay, but except obviously that's lemony and yes. and, and uh, well, what's the what's the ABV in a limoncello normally? Again, down around twenty. Right, is it? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So the low yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's, it's they're very light and easy to drink. Yeah. But a, a limoncello, I suppose, can be. Now I must say, I enjoy a limoncello, but it be can it can be kind of slightly cloying, but it can be. It depends yeah. on the sugar content in them. Yeah. But um, but that, that's that's why you kind of if you if you use a limoncello in it. You've got you, you kind of your basic concept for a, a cocktail would involve your alcohol, then your sweet and sour element needs to come into it as well, whether it's a sugar syrup and lemon juice or whatever. But in the limoncello, you've got your sugar in there already. Yeah. So you don't need so much sugar added to it. You squeeze the lemon juice into it and then top it up with your bubbles. Yeah. Uh, so, but that sounds very uh, not to do you out of a job or anything, but but like I've, I've been that sounds like that sounds pretty easy to make. They really. are very easy to make, and that's why we came up with this one. This is just a shake and pour the Mr. Yeah. L's it's just a case of it's it's ready to go just yeah. shake it and pour it into a glass and enjoy it uh, and the, the third one you brought in is a pink gin the spritz pink gin spritz then as well yeah with Kel, Kel's pink gin right. pink gin has become a, a massive uh, has a massive rise in popularity in the last couple of years and I got very excited when it was coming out in the first place but I'm a vintage cocktail fan and the original pink gin is just gin stirred with Angostura bitters there's nothing like that. <laughs> some of the gins now on it, they're more they're, they're the more sweet strawberry flavour and all. Yeah. Uh, oh, some of them are almost too sweet. It's a, this one now is just it's it's coloured with the strawberries. It's not a sweet gin. As oh, such. is that what makes a pink gin? Yeah, pink exactly. The strawberries in exactly. There. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's a beautiful gin. And then again, we've had that fresh lemon juice, some strawberry liqueur. And then topped it with Prosecco again. What is Angostura bitters, by the way? I've always wondered that. Originally, it was a medicine. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. It was brought out for stomach ailments. And then um, over time, bartenders started using it in cocktails because it just added that little extra bit. It's it's very concentrated. So you only add a drop or two yeah. to a cocktail, but it can really enhance it. There And there's so many bitters on the market now as well that are all various different flavors. But the original one is, is Angostura. And that's kind of the icon of it. That's uh, that's a one. yeah, because it adds a kind of a zingy, almost sherbet yeah. kind of taste. And do you know what a really things. nice drink is? I remember drinking them years ago in Scotland. It was called a long vodka, but it was vodka, lime cordial, lemonade, and a couple of drops of Angostura bitters in it. That's it. So yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of lemonade? The white lemonade. Would be yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Protestant lemonade. Well, not they they lemonade. don't have red lemonade. Over <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna have to be the white. <laughs> <laughs> and the because uh, funny enough that that. Because uh, we were talking to Graham um, Norton there a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and he has a grapefruit gin. Oh yeah, that, oh, yeah there's a lot of be, different flavored yeah. gins on the market now as well. But they, they, to be a gin, you have to be predominantly juniper based. Yeah. But then you can enhance the other flavors of it, and that's why I sort of like gin is, it took off, and it 
it's almost kind of like making a cocktail itself in that you can you can take it, the flavor profile wherever you want it to go. Yeah. But you like citrus flavored gins or floral flavored gins or more herbaceous style gins or even spicy ones. I have one I use as I'm a big fan of and it's got a very strong cardamom nose on it. Mm. But again, it's kind of you have to tailor the drinks that you're making with that. But it works very well with Indian food. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, now, are you actually, in, uh, you're very educational, I must say. Vermouth. Yes. I um I didn't know this. It's actually, mm. you have to treat it like a wine. Yes, apparently yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> I discovered this a few years ago. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get rid of that bottle in the press then. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's look, technically it's a fortified wine is what they call it. So it's, it's wine-based, flavoured with herbs and spices. And then they punch it up a little bit with a bit of spirit, a bit of alcohol added to it. But it's still only down around the, the 15, 17% market ABV. So mm. they say, like, once you open it, you, you should really treat it like a wine. Keep it in the fridge and you might get a few more days out of it. But, but it's, that's it, yeah. So you have to get those Manhattans into you fairly quick. <laughs> Another uh, interesting combination, white port and tonic. White port and tonic is delicious. Really, really nice. I came across it on a trip to a porthouse years ago. But yeah, very refreshing and very, and, and might, it might have been the weather as well, mm. which is ideal for this weekend. Um, just, it was, it was a lovely hot day. And I mean, the bitterness of the tonic didn't clash with the, the sweetness of the port. White port isn't as sweet and as cloying as, a, as your regular ruby port. Mm. So it's just, it's a, it's a much lighter drink and it's just very enjoyable. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't even know there was white port. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Is that maybe a different grape or there's a different yeah, process yeah, yeah. or something? No, it's, different grapes. Yeah. So it's, um, but it's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah. I suppose most people at home will, you know, they'll have a bottle of whiskey their auntie gave them or maybe a bottle yeah. of gin. And, yeah. and is there anything they could do with those kind of basic or, a, or, or you know, they might have a sherry or a port there. Well, what like, can you do with those things like that like you hadn't your, thought your, of Your basic before? foundation for a cocktail was you need an alcohol base. Then you need um, a kind of a sweetener whether it's a, a liqueur or a syrup or whatever, mm. and then some citrus to add a bit of sour to it. Strong, strong, weak, sweet and sour. If you follow those, then your weak can be whether it's just a splash of soda or a long top up of ginger ale or something like that. If you use, use those four building blocks, you should be okay. Yeah, you should be okay. After that, there's no rules. There's only one rule. Let's do whatever you want. Yeah, Paul, thanks mate, for coming. Into us. Uh, that was fascinating. Paul Lambert there from uh, Shaker and Vine Bar in Swords. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.